Uh, the Solomon Foundation is more than a ministry, it's been a friend. The Solomon Foundation is a great tool for both the investor and the church. The Solomon Foundation is a key financial partner for us at Crossroads Christian Church. The Solomon Foundation is an amazing organization that, that blesses churches and just helps grow the kingdom of God. The Solomon Foundation is God's handiwork in action. They're hands-on, that's what I like. Like I say, they're hands-on. They, they, they say they're gonna do something, they do something and they, they do it well. The Solomon Foundation is a church extension fund. They make it possible for churches to get to the next level and expand their buildings and uh, grow their congregation. It's great for the churches and it's great for us. The Solomon Foundation is a group of people who love the Lord together with a common objective to get the gospel out. And the Solomon Foundation facilitates that in the raising of funds and the using of funds to accomplish those ends. Something that has um, changed my life personally. It's incredible. I don't even know how to put it into words. The Solomon Foundation is spectacular and extremely supportive of our church family. And relationally, they're the best. The Solomon Foundation is a lifeline to our church. Uh, not only for financial reasons, but also for just wealth of information. The Solomon Foundation is here to support God and His people, and we just love what they're doing, how they're going about it, and how they're taking care of their people, and the people in turn are taking care of other people. A lifeboat for us when we needed it, and so it's our turn to pay it forward. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be where we are. What does a uh, Solomon Foundation uh, partnership look like when it comes to church loans? Um, and of course, one of the key things that we've been able to do with churches all across the United States is really look at the big box concept and make that an asset of the church. So let me give you an example. We just had a church uh, that applied for a loan that had the ability to buy this beautiful piece of property. They scoured the town of, of uh, Pittsburgh looking for a big boss, willing to have meaningful conversations, all right? Because we'll purchase that on an all-cash basis. You take that contingency out. We have the ability to negotiate the price down dramatically. So we have the ability to help you in negotiating. Uh, also in construction guidance. Um, I know most of you in this room, or all of you know Bill and Tom, the great work that they do. Uh, and so we feel that's a key part of the partnership that we can, uh, we can provide uh, at the Solomon Foundation. Before I was able to get with Solomon Foundation, I had an over 30-year career that, as I look back now, what I understand is that you know, God kind of positions you at, at a time in your life for where, you, where you're going to end up. And to be able to invest all that time learning and, and just um, being able to facilitate in, in the kingdom in a, in a productive and efficient manner is just, it's just amazing. I never even could imagine it and see people come to Christ, see thousands of people that otherwise, because they just didn't see a facility that was intriguing or appealing to them, just didn't show up and now they, they can and this one, I mean, they're gonna draw so many people and hundreds of folks are gonna come to Christ because of this opportunity and so it's just, it's just overwhelming. Yeah, it really is.
So also part of that process on the church loan side is uh, leadership. And Jonathan talked a lot about that in the importance of the partnership when it comes to leadership because that's the key thing that we underwrite, okay? We look at the leadership before we look at the financial statements. The financial statements are very important. But here's the deal. I found in my career that a church can have all the money in the world, but if they don't have the right leadership, it's a disaster waiting to happen. So in our process, we underwrite that leadership. We, we want to get to know, get on the ground. We want to get to know the leadership. We want to get to know all the elders. We want to get to know the staff. Uh, and, and ultimately, what happens in that process is we form that relationship that really creates the bond for us to, to move forward. The second thing is I like to have boots on the ground. Another phrase I like to use is I like to kick the bricks. Uh, I like to look at the buildings. I like to look at the ground. Uh, I had a guy that uh, worked for me years ago uh, that was a real estate uh, acquisition expert, and he always told me he liked to taste the dirt. Okay? So in that process, we want to make sure that we help the church and partner with the church to make sure we have the best asset that we can acquire uh, for them. Uh, and then we want the full involvement of our staff to help through this process to complete the underwriting and complete the loan. And, and that process can sometimes take a couple, three months, or in certain situations, we've done it in a matter of weeks, all right? So it's a matter of just allocating resources to make sure we can get to the end game, and the end game is to get the property acquired and in the name of the church. On the other side of the equation, we will be the first ones to tell you if we don't like how the dirt tastes, all right? We'll be the first ones to tell you, we don't think you're gonna get the city to allow you to do this. We don't think this is the right property. Now, we're not telling you we're not gonna help you do it, but we're gonna give you our opinion because it's very important that we have that relationship and that understanding uh, as we uh, move forward. And then, of course, the, the, the regional vice president relationship and, and the relationship that you get to, to have with the guys that we have on our team, and they're all exceptional guys, experienced in ministry, experienced in building projects, and they're just a great team uh, that we have. Now, the other side that I really want to talk about and the emphasis that I have today in this whole week is on the investment side. The bottom line is I would challenge any of you to go find a better interest rate in today's market than what the Solomon Foundation offers, all right? People ask me all the time, why does the Solomon Foundation offer such great rates? Two reasons. If you have to raise $160 million in a year, you better be offering a pretty darn good product to be able to raise those kind of dollars. Secondly is, we're different than other financial institution in that we want to pay and partner with our investors. We wanna pay the best rates in the market, all right? Our ministry's built on that. We wanna take care of our investors too. This is not a scenario that you find in the regular banking world where banks don't wanna pay you good rates. We want to pay good rates to our investors. Uh, secondly, as church accounts, uh, 
One of the key things is we want to have you build reserves. Uh, building reserves is a good thing. And, and one of the things that we require when you close a loan with the Solomon Foundation is you have to have three months of payments on reserve. And the reason being is because if there's that one emergency that you need to access those funds, you have the ability to do that. Well, people ask me all the time, well, if I, then if I take money out of my reserves, how do we replenish that? And what we do is we set up a program that if you have an emergency, that air conditioner breaks down, you have to pull the money out of that account, we then set up a plan where every week or every two weeks, the church is putting money back in there to replenish those funds to do what? Make sure you're protected from any other uh, disasters. The other key thing is, we have lots of churches across the country that do have bank loans that are still partners with the Solomon Foundation. And currently in the market, they can get an interest rate on their loan that's less than the interest rate the Solomon Foundation pays. So basically, they'll store up money with us at the end of the year, take the interest on that, and pay down their debt. All right? Uh, so that is good financial management, in my opinion. And so we have a lot of churches that store money with us. We also have churches that store money for us that are going to build a future project, and they put the money with us, allow that interest to accumulate, that then allows them to be better stewards with their money. So churches should have an account with us. It's automatic if you, uh, if you have a loan with us. Personal accounts. We offer all kinds of personal accounts. Demand account, six-month, one-year, three-year, five-year certificates. Okay, within that, we do offer IRAs, SEPs, so that if you have a lonely IRA out there that's in the market, volatility to the market, the bottom line is you can roll that IRA to the Solomon Foundation, put it in a five-year instrument, get a very good rate, and have a good, solid, steady growth uh, on your investment. So we offer both the, the retirement plans, the individual plans, uh, uh, in the area of personal accounts. We also offer 403B programs. And I would challenge every church in this room, if you don't have a 403B plan, we need to get you signed up and get that plan going. Okay, that's part of the process of church leadership taking care of their staff, all right? So there's, if there's any church in this room that your elders are telling you, you don't need a 403B, I'll talk to them. Every one of you in this room should have a 403B retirement plan that's funded and provided by your church. And there's no better place to invest that money than where? at the Solomon Foundation where we can pay you a great rate. Custodial accounts. This is a great plan for kids and grandkids that you can put money in their social security number. You're the custodian to, uh, to age 18. Therefore, you put money in their account. They have a social security number that they get at birth. And therefore, the income that's made on that investment is basically non-taxable. So it defers all the tax until the money comes out. 
So the bottom line, you can use that flexibility for uh, buying your first car for your grandson, or you can use it for college education, you can use it for weddings, you can use it for all kinds of things. Uh, true story, we had a major uh, investor of ours that uh, a couple years ago uh, found out about this, and he called me one day and he said, you know, I need to get the custodial accounts open for my 15 grandkids. And he said, oh, by the way, I called my tax attorney and I can put in 30,000 a year for each grandkid. So I need to open up 15 accounts for 30,000 each. I wanted to say, can I be your grandson? <laughs> but the bottom line is he saw the value of that, that he could gift that money to each one of his grandchildren and put that away for them in the future. Now he didn't do it every year, but he did it the first year, and I think he's done it maybe once or twice for other dollar amounts. But the bottom line is, he's gonna make sure that his grandkids, he can pass wealth onto his grandkids, defer the tax, and provide a benefit to them. Of course, online banking. Okay, you have the ability at the Solomon Foundation to do a, a lot of that. You can go on and look at your account uh, live, you can, you can uh, um, do transactions online, and so we continue to update that and uh, make that a better benefit for all investors. So a strong Solomon Foundation. <clears throat> Number one, we have a secured first position on uh, our loans. 99% of our loan portfolio are secured loans, so that if something happened to the church, what would happen? we have the ability to take that asset back and resell it to uh, bring in the, the capital that would then replenish the, the, our um, internal funds so we can make more loans. Uh, but we've not had to do that yet. So the bottom line is we do have a secured for first position on our loans. <clears throat> we also manage our delinquent loans, all right? So when you're lending money, you're always gonna have some level of delinquent loans uh, and what we do is we work closely with our borrowers uh, in that area. So one of the key things that you're going to see in our offering circular that's coming up that's kind of unique is, is that we have about seven or eight loans out of 240 loans that are called troubled debt restructures, which basically is a fancy word for saying that the church can't make the entire payment, but they can make part of it. Uh, in our entire delinquent loan portfolio, the yield that we're receiving on our delinquent loans is more than our cost of funds. Now, anybody in the financial world would go, there's no way. But in our offering circular, we're going to be stating that actually our delinquent loans are still paying higher than what it costs us to get funds from our investors. Uh, we use a top 10 audit firm that's very critical for any investor that's gonna invest money into the Solomon Foundation, they're gonna to wanna to know who's your audit firm, all right? We use BKD, they audit more church extension funds than any other auditor in the United States. They also are the number one auditor for community banks across the United States. So the bottom line, the organization that's auditing us knows what they're doing and they're keeping us accountable. All right, so it's important that, that uh, you know we have a great uh, audit firm. We also have national law firms. 
All right, so the, we have a securities council uh, that does, that specializes in this entire area, that prepares our offering circular, that files it in the states, and makes sure that we meet all the regulatory requirements that are necessary. I can state here to all of you that the Solomon Foundation has met every regulatory requirement since the day we started. All right? Why is that important? Number one is that shows financial integrity. The fact is, is that we're meeting all of our requirements, and that's a key thing, all right? To the point now where we used to kind of manage that on a quarterly basis, and now we manage it on a monthly basis. We're actually managing that almost on a weekly basis to make sure we're meeting all of our requirements. Because here's the thing, in our world, the requirements have to be met on December 31st, every year, all right? So the bottom line is we have to continue to watch that through the year and make sure we're meeting those requirements, uh, which means one of the key things that we do is the Solomon Foundation has never invested one penny in the stock market. We've never invested a dime in the stock market. And that's important to know because what happens at December 31, if you're invested in the stock market with your cash reserves and the market happens to dip on that one day when it's been up the whole rest of the year, guess what? We have to mark the market at December 31. We don't want to take that risk, all right? Plus, we don't want the volatility. So the vast majority of our cash is in reserves earning a whopping 0.000.1 at the local bank since they pay great rates. Actually, we've actually been able to negotiate some very good rates for our cash reserves with uh, interest rates rising currently. Uh, some of those rates are up between two and 4%. Uh, so we've been able to manage those cash reserves. Now, why are those cash reserves there? Those cash reserves are there so that when you need to make a withdrawal, we have the cash to be able to, to fund that out immediately, all right? So all withdrawals at the Solomon Foundation are basically, um, today, they're basically uh, processed within 48 to 72 hours, all right? Many of you have had that experience of having to take money out and know what you have to do. Now, some people don't like the fact that you have to fill out a form and you have to go through a process and all that, but here's the thing about that process. That process is geared to make sure we protect your identity and your money, all right? Okay, we've had two attempted frauds in our seven and a half, eight years in business, and I can tell you this, they didn't get us. They came close, okay? They came very close, but the bottom line, fraud is a big issue, and you need to know the Solomon Foundation is gonna protect you and number two is we're always gonna to continue to update um, our security on our sites and everything we do, uh, because it's important that you know that because of all of the sensitivity of hacking that's going on today. Uh, we have a very strong platform. Like I said, we have uh, very, very good uh, technology that's making sure everything's uh, protected. And we have a strong banking partner. Okay, so the Solomon Foundation currently has a $45 million line of credit with Hanmi Bank in Los Angeles, which is a major bank on the West Coast. 
and we are a prime rate borrower. Those of you that are in business know that what? Prime rate is reserved for who? Only the best customers of the bank. All right, so our credit worthiness in the eyes of the bank is very strong. We're in the process of moving that line of credit from 45 million to 60 million that gives us the added protection so that we have adequate cash, our ability to get to cash to either fund loans or help investors that need to pull their money out for specific reasons. Uh, so strong banking partners are very, very important uh, in who we are. So one of the key things that I talked about yesterday is it all starts with deposits. And that's partially true. Uh, it really starts with equity. Uh, and equity is critical because if we don't have equity, okay, then we can't take in deposits. If we don't have deposits, we can't make loans, all right? So, so equity is critical. Deposits right now is even more critical because we feel we have the equity to be able to grow. And so I want to kind of share with you, how do we, how do we get equity at the Solomon Foundation? Uh, the first way we get it is through gift leasebacks, okay? So on the financial side, the gift leaseback transaction allows us to put equity on our books. All right, now there's several churches in the room. If you have a gift leaseback with the Solomon Foundation, raise your hand so we know those. Steve, yep, Christ Church. Uh, so the bottom line is here's what happens in that arena. Yes, it's a financial transaction that helps the Solomon Foundation put equity on our books. But I think if you ask anyone that raised their hands that has a gift leaks back with the Solomon Foundation, their ministry is doing better today than before they did the transaction. All right? Because the bottom line is the gift lease back program allows churches that are transitioning, churches that are transitioning or struggling, it gives them a breath of fresh air and the ability to grow. I had a, a church uh, recently, the pastor called me and said, you know, Doug, I've been the pastor here 40 years, and last summer was the first summer in 40 years I didn't have to worry about money. And it's all because of the transaction we did. All right, it gave them the, the ability to make that turn. So gift leasebacks are a great win-win-win uh, for the kingdom. Secondly is bargain sales. Okay, now that's a technical term for, for wealthy individuals that have property that they can donate to the Solomon Foundation. They may have a tax consequence, so what happens is they get a higher appraisal uh, for the property and they donate it to us, so the difference between uh, the gift and uh, the appraisal, that is the value that they get as a tax deduction, all right? It's a very successful uh, transaction. I did one with Jonathan uh, and his family, and it was a great transaction for everyone, uh, and it's been a great, uh, great tool for us to be able to book equity on our books. Uh, thirdly is charitable remainder trusts. We've done some of those. Uh, and also donor advised funds. So these are ways we can raise uh, equity. So let me show you a quick video here. 
So the Solomon Foundation really is so much more than a financial institution. They, uh, they are very much a partner who could have started on day one with us and really held our hand through the entire process. Um, and just the ministry aspect of the Solomon Foundation, that it is so vision and kingdom minded, really that they um, bought into Shannon is probably the best way to put it in his vision where I'm sure so many other people thought he was crazy. Doug really could see um, that he was the leader who would help um, bring this vision to fruition. And we say all the time that this building is a tool thanks to the Solomon Foundation. So here's my challenge to everyone in the room. Most of you have an account. If you don't have an account, we'd love you to open an account. If you only have one account, we'd like you to open five accounts. No, I'd like you to open another account, all right? Uh, and we'd like you to tell a friend about opening an account, all right? We'd love you to tell your church about opening an account. Uh, and one of, there's several ways that we do that. Uh, number one is we host our TSF weekends, uh, and we'll probably do 150 of those across the country this year. If you've done a TSF weekend in the past, raise your hand, yeah. So, you know, talk to these folks. They, they know the importance of being able to offer the Solomon Foundation program to the members of your church and be able to allow them to participate in this great ministry uh, to help churches all around the world. Uh, secondly is uh, we've been hosting our series of the CEO Dinner. We're doing about 25 to 30 of those across the country this year. And uh, that's a chance for uh, people to to meet me, to meet our staff, uh, ask more detailed questions. Uh, it's mainly been reserved for larger investors uh, that, that uh, have more detailed questions, and we can expand our, our investor base through that. Uh, bulletin inserts. Uh, if you want to do a weekend that you want to just do bulletin inserts, those are a great way to help us also. Uh, and also social media. If you follow us on social media, you see we've done a lot of uh, uh, geofencing and different types of, uh, of things on Facebook to attract new investors. Uh, one of the big ways that we, we raise money at the Solomon Foundation and Deposits is actually our ads in the Christian Standard and the Lookout. Those still are two of the big ways that we can raise deposits uh, from people uh, that sit in our chairs and pews across the United States. So. We want you to join us in this effort. You know, you've heard the, the phrase from either on video or from myself that we want to be able to pay it forward. And this next round of churches that we need to help this next year or two, the money that's going to provide the financing for those projects are the people that are sitting in the chairs and pews of your churches across the United States. We can't do this without you. We need you to help us expand this kingdom, and we need you to help us find the investors to invest in the Solomon Foundation and become part of the Solomon Foundation family. So that is my challenge that I'm leaving with you as you go home, is we need you. We need you to help us raise the deposits. We need to expand this great ministry and continue this thing uh, moving well into the next decade, okay? I'm gonna take a couple of questions uh, before, if there's any, any questions on this subject. I'm gonna come down here, somebody will watch my mic for me.
Can you set up, like, for example, if you wanted to put savings aside for a family member, if you had a family member that was uh, bad with finances, is there a way that you could set money aside with Solomon Foundation to where the interest is coming in, you're building up for them, but maybe to where they could not access it um, to go through it until a set point or something? Just yeah, something you, could to do a, a, you could do a joint account with that family member that would require two signatures to withdraw money. Therefore, you still have control, but it's in their name. Okay. Okay. Brandon. On the uh, 403B, do you have to have a certain amount of people in your church to do it? Or can you, you need, do it individually? You need to have three, I mean, a certain amount of staff do it. Three employees. three employees. However, if you don't have the three employees, let us help you work with your leadership to open an IRA for you, and then once you have three employees, then you can roll that to a 403B, okay? So we can still help you if you have less than three employees. The lines of the 403B, I was trying to find on the website, do you guys have any place where you talk about the rates since people are investing those things for retirement? Like, what, what are the rates on the 403B? Good question. The rates on the 403B are the same rates for all investors. Okay? So the rate chart fits everything. How many churches in here have a 403B? Raise your hand. Raise them high. There we go. Okay? You can see it's something that church leaderships are doing, and we need to make sure that more and more of that happens. Here's the deal. The, one of the worst things that happens, in my opinion, in the independent Christian church in America is we don't take care of our church staff. All right, so 403B is one way that can help plan for retirement for all of you. Question? Doug, uh, one of the things that I run into more often than not, because we've been at this for a while, um, the... The people who, where they already have investments, resist what we say by saying, you know, uh, they have, uh, there's no guarantees like the government number, so on and so forth. What do you suggest is the best approach in, in responding to that? Well, I think, I think uh, anyone that's investing into any organization should read the financial statements, audited financial statements, and the offering circular. And here's the thing. The Solomon Foundation has operated within its regulatory body. Now, here's the thing you need to remember. Our regulatory body is pretty extensive, all right? So if I'm a federally regulated bank, I've got a couple of federal institutions that are monitoring me. If I'm a state-regulated bank, I've got the State Banking Commission. If you're a church extension fund, I have to file with 50 states. Therefore, I have what? 50 different regulators. Now, they follow certain guidelines, but the bottom line is the Solomon Foundation in our world, we are heavily regulated. All right? So I answer that by saying we are regulated, we've met all of our requirements, we have performed as agreed, and the bottom line is we're a strong financial organization. Now, we could buy insurance, but here's the deal about buying insurance. 
So, so if I'm a bank and I have to get F, well, I have to get FDI insurance. It's mandatory. But do you think that's free? Of course not. The bank has to pay a premium to the FDIC. And then they're supposed to manage that, which we could go into that whole subject, but we don't have time. You all know the answer to that subject. The bottom line is, if we had to buy the insurance, we'd have to lower the interest rate we pay you. Wouldn't you rather have the additional interest and know you have a strong financial organization behind you? Okay? We'll take one more. Brian? When you were with the other organization, there used to be a requirement that if you were doing a loan, then the church had to get so many dollars on deposits or meet that loan. I know with Solomon Fund, you said we're not going to do that. Right. But there's a great benefit in having that kind of challenge for us who are out there because you're serving us so well and saying, hey, I'm partnering with you. You guys ever thought about putting any kind of structure or suggestion together to say, you know, if, if your loan is a million dollars, we would like to see you set a goal of raising so much within your own church. And then here's, here's how we can work together other than that. Uh, because as you guys expand and have more church, it'll be harder and harder to get out to the churches. So you equip us as pastors, say, you're going to be having a lunch with somebody. Here's how you can go and raise more deposits for us so well, that we well, can yeah. be better partners on our side. It's a great question. And one of the things we're implementing this year is we're going to sit down with every church that has a loan and we're going to start setting expectations and setting goals, okay? So case in point, every year I've sat down with Jerry. Jerry. Jerry used to have a loan with the Solomon Foundation. He doesn't now, but he still raises deposits every year. And so we sit down every year and we set a goal of how much we're going to raise the weekend we come in. And we've exceeded that goal every year. And it's expectations that we can set that aren't going to scare you uh, but here's kind of the, the kind of the simple fact. If every church in this room could have 20%, it'd be a home run. If everyone would have 40%, it'd be a grand slam. All right? Now, I'm not saying you set your goal for only 20 and only 40, but the bottom line is, is if we could get churches to meet those, those levels, we'd have all the capital in the world, all right? Probably the biggest success story in that process was we made a loan to New Day Christian Church in Port Charlotte, Florida, that had significant issues financially. We restructured their debt. We helped them retool everything, and they had $5.2 million loan five years ago, all right? And zero deposits with the Solomon Foundation. We fast forward five years, their debt now is 3.2 million, or no, 2.2 million, and they have 3.2 million on deposit with the Solomon Foundation within their congregation. That's the way hopefully it starts to work. Churches pay down their debt, their congregation raises dollars. We then go get to help a whole nother set of churches. All right? Here's the great thing about what's happening. I feel confident when I make this statement. We are part of the fastest growing evangelical movement in America. And I'll debate that with anybody. Because when I go across the country and see what's happening in our churches, it's incredible. And people ask me all the time, why are we growing so rapidly? It's because we've got all these dynamic pastors and opportunities for growth, all right? All of my friends in the denominational funds, they don't have that opportunity. 
because their churches are dying. So the bottom line is if this movement's going to continue to do what we're doing across the country to expand the kingdom, we need all the people that sit in your chairs and pews of your churches. It's that simple. And here's the thing. You know how much it costs to open an account at the Solomon Foundation? $25 a month. Uh, my calculation is that's three or four Starbucks. All right? So it's not like we're asking you to deposit $5 million. Now, do we have large depositors? Absolutely. Our largest individual family depositor is over uh, $12 million. Okay? We have about 471 families or churches that have over 250000 on deposit. So we have a lot of major depositors, but we want to make this program available for everyone. We want everyone to have an account at the Solomon Foundation. All right? Okay. I want to thank all of you for joining us. Uh, this has been a great, and we're not done yet. You have the afternoon to have fun. Uh, we're going to have a great dinner tonight.